everybody. What is going on? Welcome back once again to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up, episode number 41. I am your host, Jeff Spencer, and I'm coming at you from my podcast studio located in the heart of the wonderful, the beautiful Newtown, Connecticut. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I greatly appreciate it. Whether you have for a while or you are today for the first time, it means a lot to all of us here at the podcast. As always, if you like what you hear in the podcast today, please be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss a future episode. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Sweeten Up Podcast. Also, if you have a suggestion for the podcast, want to write into the show, or would like to be a guest down the road, please reach out to us at sweetenuppodcast at gmail.com. With that being said, my guest on the podcast today is the great and powerful Carlos Perez. Chef Carlos Perez is a graduate of the French Culinary Institute in New York and currently the executive chef of At the Corner in Litchfield, Connecticut. Throughout his career, Chef Perez has pursued his love of food and restaurants across Connecticut and in Manhattan. His cuisine is described as sustainable, farm-to-table cooking paired with modern influence, playing off flavors both sweet and savory. We had a really fun and laid-back conversation live inside at the corner, talking about how Chef Carlos got his start in the restaurant industry, where his passion comes from, everything going on over at the corner in Litchfield, Connecticut, and so much more. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, my friend, the wonderful and inspiring Chef Carlos Perez. Joining me on the podcast today, live, right here, at the corner in Litchfield, Connecticut, beautiful Litchfield, Connecticut, we are literally sitting in the corner at the corner, and I'm looking out at the wonderful, wonderful downtown Litchfield, Connecticut, and I am so thrilled to be joined by the executive chef here at At The Corner. He's a truly wonderful individual. His name is Chef Carlos Perez. And Chef, thank you so much for joining me on the Sweeten Up podcast. And how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. It's my pleasure, man. This awesome. is nice. Yeah, right? This is great. Thank you so much for inviting me into your dojo, so to speak, <laughs> to, have a, to have a chat. I mean, it's oh, been, anytime, a, man. been a crazy year, the last year. And uh, just yes. being able to do this right now is, is kind of nice considering everything. But, um, you know, let me start right there. You know, the last year has been hectic. And I, I like to just check in with my guests when we, when we get rolling here and just... You know, with everything that's been going on, COVID-19, like, how are you, your friends, your family? Is everyone good? And, and what's up? We're all doing good. Um, my friends and family, it's pretty much everybody I work with. And, you know, we're together six, seven days a week, just keeping busy, just trying to stay creative and just keep our heads up and kind of move forward with everything going on, even though it's like kind of chaotic. Yeah, right. It's It's been absolutely chaotic. And, and, and speaking of that, you know, when, when the lockdown first took effect and everything like that was happening, you sort of were just kind of just taking the 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 reins here because um, you know you just started here recently as of last year and so what was that like when you when you first started here at the corner last year and then finding out that you know there wasn't going to be a lockdown and, and the pandemic it was definitely interesting I mean I was working on another project that I left like right before the lockdown happened and then probably a couple weeks into the lockdown I met up with um Chef Fred Landfear who's the owner here. And I ended up coming in around April and stuff. It was definitely an interesting scenario just because I walked in and it was literally just him and one or two other people working 
only doing takeout from like four to nine or four to eight o'clock or something like that. So it was something I've never seen or been used to. But we kind of came in and developed a game plan and kind of grew from there. And some of the restrictions got lifted and it's been going good. That's awesome. That's cool. And, uh, you know, man, adapting and, and innovating is it's never been <laughs> more prevalent and bigger than it is right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got to say, the first time I came here was actually 2019. One of my good friends, Ben Miles, uh, he brought me here. Um, we drove up in his Corvette, and it's a nice drive from Newtown. Like, there's some parts of it that are just absolutely beautiful, the farms and everything like that. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the minute I walked in this place, I knew that this was a spot that everyone has to come and, and check out. And, you know, it's it's right in beautiful Litchfield, Connecticut. And let's dive in sort of the beginning here. Where did this passion, you know, and this drive, the energy, you know, into being a chef. When did it start? Was it something your whole life or is it new? Uh, talk to me about that. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> it, it's probably been my whole life. Gotcha. My mom actually showed me how to bake. It was like a cookie recipe or something when I was like eight years old. And then ever since then, I was just kind of dabbling with stuff. When I was 12, I got a job at a bakery and I worked there for a few years and just went to culinary school. So it's always, it's always been there. That's Both awesome. of my parents are artists, so I think a lot of it comes from there, the whole creativity and being able to literally paint a picture with food or, you know, develop different flavors and kind of that kind of notion. That's awesome. That's cool. And, you know, what were the places along the way that you worked at where you kind of like cut your teeth, so to speak? Oh, there's been a lot. <laughs> um, I started Ovens of France in Woodbury. I went to, you know, I was the exec chef at West Street Grill over here. I was a pastry chef at Mesa Bar and Grill, which is Bobby Foy's restaurant that they oh, ended wow. up closing in the city. I was a corporate chef for the MRG group, which is like Abigail's, Republic, um, Market Grill, Mill on the River. I mean, those guys were great to me. That's um, awesome. That's cool. So, so. I, I hear a lot of pastry, so you're very into um, pastry-related things? I started off that way. Cool. Um, I opened a bakery when I was 20 with my mom, actually, and we ran that for 13 years. Wow. And that's just kind of kind of how I grew. By the time I was like in my mid-20s, I was kind of bored with it, and that's why I kind of moved on to the cooking and then kind of cross, cross-training and everything. That's awesome. That's very cool. What's uh What's a favorite thing to make when you're when you're baking and and uh you know anything whatever pastry related related Do you have a favorite? Not really, man. No, <laughs> it's all work at this point. Yeah, I, mean, I love it, but it's still work. I hear you. No, that's awesome. That's me, great. Me and the owner joke around a lot because like <laughs> both of us will leave and not eat anything and go home and it will be like midnight and we'll be eating like bowls of cereal or ice cream or like. Just no, complete garbage. I hear you. I hear you. I'm the same way. I, I junk food, man. I mean, why not? After a long day, I mean, putting in, exactly, putting, in putting in long hours. I mean, why not? So I know you've been, you know, very active with the um, Save Connecticut Restaurants movement. So I just would like to uh, talk to you about that, how that got going, and what's been going on with that. I'm sure. I guess it started off with the photo shoot that CT Bites had us do. Obviously, you saw those pictures. And yes, stuff, so Stephanie Webster. Cool. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. Yep. Yeah, Steph is great. Yeah, and. From there, it developed me and a few of our chefs, um, Xavier Santiago, my buddy Dustin Amore, who's he's a bartender, you know, mixologist over at Conspiracy in Milltown. Right. Uh, April Gibson from the North House. All of us were just kind of fed up with the way everything was going and just kind of decided to come together and try and make a statement. So we ended up going up to the governor's mansion and holding a very peaceful little demonstration. And then from there, we went over to the Capitol and ended up laying about 600 dinner napkins, like the linen napkins on the Capitol lawn. 
just to kind of, you know, make our voice heard that restaurants do need help right now. We are all struggling, like even the ones that are busy, including our place here, you know. It's just a bad position for restaurants in general these days, and there has to be more help. Otherwise, there's not going to be many left coming out of this winter. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It's, uh, you know, it's only going to, it's only going to get worse and, and a lot of places are struggling and it's, it's super, super important. And, you know, a lot of places are, you know, being innovative and, you know, a lot of people that have platforms are trying to, you know, showcase certain places and try to get people to spread the word and go out and dine out as much as possible. I mean, uh, a lady in my town, um, Eileen Bradshaw, she started Newtown Eats where all the restaurants in town can post their menu, what, what's going on, you know, their hours, certain things. Um, so people can stay informed and more and more people have been going out because of that. So it's cool to see, see all these people. That's really cool. Yeah, right. It's, it, you know, she came on the podcast and talked about it and she just, she did it like the day the lockdown started and she invited all the restaurants in town and some in surrounding towns. And, and it's a big community with almost four and a half thousand members um, wow. where everyone just learns and shares photos from going out and, and eating and everything like that. And uh, it's super cool. It's, it's, it's really inspiring to see what everyone's doing and what what do you think needs to be done more to keep restaurants afloat at this time? That's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are going out to eat as much as possible and buying gift cards and, you know, ordering takeout. I think that's great, and that needs to continue to happen. I think a lot of what has to be done, though, is probably on more of a government side in terms of either tax breaks or, you know, there's a million different routes that you can go. Yeah. Whether it's grants or, you know, tax breaks or liquor permit fees, like any sort of health department fees like that, waiving those, just anything small that they can do to kind of help us save a dollar here and there and take care of our own people um, and just keep people employed. I think that's the main goal right now. Awesome. And, you know, talk to me a little bit. You know, I know on uh, Instagram and social media, you have a really awesome Instagram page. It's, it's so colorful. Like when you scroll through it. it, it's just it's awesome. And and the photographer that you work with, and I would love for you to, to, to speak about um, Lisa Nichols. Uh, yep. Yes. Red and Beast food photography. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, you know, talk to me about like working with, you know, with Bread and Beast and everything like that. And, and your, your oh my social God, media. She's great. Me and her met, we were doing an article for Connecticut Food and Farm Magazine, and she literally drove out to my house one day, like we had never met previously, and shot this whole scene of me making pasta in the kitchen. And um, ever since then, like we worked on a couple of our articles, you know, we chose to work with each other on a couple of our articles after that. And when I was doing projects here and there, and even when I started here, I was like, you know, you want to come shoot the new menu and stuff? And she was always like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and just really developed into this kind of friendship and relationship where we kind of cross promote each other and help each other out and i mean we're both very creative so it's interesting when we get together like some of the ideas that we come up with and stuff but i mean she's she's absolutely amazing anybody that needs any sort of photography not even only food but i highly recommend like hitting her up yeah she's really good i mean those pictures are incredible and um I love I love the the, the backdrop of the, the photo shoot with the pictures that you did that I was sharing on my on my social media. That was so cool. That was awesome. Thank I felt you, like you needed like a big uh, like butcher's knife in your hand or <laughs> something something hilarious like that. Like I love it. It's it's very um creative and and it, it's awesome. And you know I would definitely want to ask you about the chef showdown that you did in December to support the uh, AFSP Connecticut, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and uh, what that means to you. I mean. AFSP has always been huge to me, just from a personal standpoint. I've lost friends and family to suicide, and 
back when Anthony Bourdain committed suicide, it was kind of like a shock to the food world. So at that time, I was working up in Farmington. We ended up hosting like this huge dinner, you know, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, like basically a charity dinner for them. And it was a tribute to Anthony Bourdain. So we ended up doing like five of his favorite countries, five of his favorite dishes from those countries and stuff. And ever since then, I've been working with Michelle Peters from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And me and her connect every few months. And it's just, I don't know, it's just something I'm very passionate about. Especially these days with everything going on, I think people don't have somewhere to turn or someone to talk to all the time. Um, Mental illness just always has to be at the forefront of everything, I think. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's never been it's never been bigger than now. I mean, so many people are isolated and locked down and and, in their home. And and then, you know, God forbid they get coronavirus and then they're definitely really stuck. And, and, you know, and it's just been terrible. And, you know. Speaking of Anthony Bourdain, I understand that you have a big Anthony Bourdain tattoo, and it's it's awesome. There it is. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That is so cool. I love that. That is really awesome. And, you know, I want to ask you about Bourdain's influence. Um, was he someone who really inspired you? Yeah, I would say so, absolutely. Because, like, as he was getting bigger and stuff, I was still, like, a young kid. I was reading his books and how he came up. And then a couple of places I worked at early on, like, you kind of see some of the shit, you know? You kind of get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't trade it for the world because it definitely it develops character and stuff. But yeah. it's like you get so addicted to this industry. It can be just so much fun at some points. And I think he talked about that a lot. And, yeah. you know, it kind of inspired me to kind of go down this path, you know? That's awesome. That's really cool. And, I mean, I'm sure you were probably a fan of his show, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have, do you have a favorite episode or a favorite place he went to? or Not really. Or you just liked all of it? it was a lot all, of the it was Asian all good. episodes and Asian, stuff, going yeah. to Japan and stuff. That's really awesome. Cool. That but, is really cool. Um, you know, so your chef career and, and, you know, everything that you've been doing, um, you've been doing it for a long time, and it's so cool to see how, like, passionate you are. And, and Because, like I say to a lot of chefs that I have on or people that I talk to about supporting restaurants is, you know, when, when you want to have a nice night out, you know, whether it be with your wife, your girlfriend, or if, if you're celebrating something, you know, restaurants are the people that make it special and, and make it, you know, worth, you know, worthwhile. And so supporting you guys is important because if you go, where are we going to go to celebrate other than, you know, at our, yeah, at our homes? Memories. It's not the yeah. same. It's not memories. Exactly. It's just, it's just not the same. But, you know, given everything you've done, you know, what are some things, you know, some achievements and, and some things that you're really proud of that you've done in, in your career so far? In my career? Yeah. Oh. God, I hate talking about this kind of stuff, man. Come on. Um, definitely opened a bakery super early. I think that gave me a forefront and like a push forward. Um, we got raided by New York Times. I think it was like in 2010 or 2009 or something oh, that's, like that. That's really cool. So I, I was super proud of that just yeah. because I was very, very young. Sure. And then, I mean, this past year especially, just, you know, we... I worked with Winter Kaplinson, and we did the Connecticut uh, magazine. We did a whole article in there for November, and they ended up using the turkey that I made as a cover image. Um, <laughs> nice. So that was huge. That's I mean, cool. Just honestly coming here and this year, despite everything going on, uh, Connecticut magazine rated us best new American for this county and stuff. So it's yeah, like, yeah. I was gonna so yeah, I was gonna I was gonna transition and and say and say definitely definitely talk about the corner. Tell me, you know, what do you love about at the corner and what has been going on here the last year? 
<laughs> a lot of things I love about this place. It's a lot of things I can't talk about, too. But. <laughs> hey, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's the owners here are great. Jane and Red and Red. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate them for, you know, definitely for the for having me by to do this, of course. Yeah, no, they're absolutely fantastic. But Red's a chef, so he kind of knows the ins and outs of the industry. He can understand um, how tough the whole industry can be. So he's always, like, my number one support no matter what. Nice. And having an owner that understands, like, the back of the house and the front of the house and everything going on and can constantly be there and be like, you got this or whatever is so huge. Just having both of them, honestly, is one of the main things I love about this place. That's um, awesome. But honestly, the, just the staff in general, like, we've worked with such a small crew this entire year just because we weren't sure what was going to happen. Right. That, I mean, we're literally all here, like, 40 50 60 hours a week together so it's like we're a family literally i mean my mom actually works downstairs in the mornings and stuff and she does all the baking and stuff in nice. the morning so i'll nice. see her when i come in and then but besides her like all of us are an actual family that's awesome and you know talk to me a little more about at the corner so i understand like we're over here and it's just kind of like a cafe vibe over here but there's also a bar so talk to me about that yeah, we have the small cafe that you can get breakfast and lunch in and stuff and, you know, all your coffee for the morning. Uh, we have a ton of pastries and cakes and desserts so you can just come in, order, and take home. And That's awesome. We have the main dining room, obviously, where we're sitting right now. Yeah. And then the whole bar area, which they have, I don't even know how many beers on tap right now. <laughs> that, so that was one thing when I came here. It looks like 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it just yeah, it doesn't get boring at all. No, and and when I came here and I saw the taps and I saw the list, I was like, okay, there's a, there's a reason my friend Ben's bringing me here because you know, like me, loves craft beer. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, let's be honest. And you know, I just the whole vibe. I was like, this is this is a spot. This is the place everyone has to come. And I and I love the photos and I love when people comment on the social media photos and they're just like, oh, I'm coming here. They tag their friends and yep. like, see you there like Sunday yep. for brunch. Like <laughs> I'll be on the line, like working. I'll see my phone, like just going off. Being like, can you get me a reservation for this time? Like on messenger, like people I haven't even met. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you I'm probably get tagged tonight. so much. Like, yeah. yeah. Can you come out? <laughs> Meanwhile, I have like 20 tickets in front of me. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Poor chef Carlos's phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's terrible. But, um, you know, what are some uh, specialties here at, at the corner, um, food-wise? I don't or know. Or is it a little bit of everything? It's, it's literally a little bit of everything. Awesome. Um, I've had, you know, I love cooking Asian food. I love traditional Italian. I love French. I, lo I literally love it all. And I'm half Cuban, too, on top of it. So it's oh, like... nice. I like dabbling with everything. I like incorporating some of the pastry into the savory and vice versa. You know, food is it's an open canvas, basically. And that's where, like, that whole art background comes from, mm. where you can literally just flavor anything the way that you want, paint a picture on a plate. I mean, that's one of the things I love about this place is that it can go any direction. You know, we're not just a burger place. We're not just a, a wing place. You know, you'll come here like we had. I wish I had the specials from the weekend. But we had, like, a rabbit ragu. We had a grilled octopus dish. That was, like, a Korean barbecue style. Ooh. Um, what else? We had duck confit and duck breast as well. I mean... Yeah, you're speaking my language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun, man. Rabbit ragu. And the people in Litchfield are great. They're open to anything. Um, yeah, talk to me about Litchfield. You love it here? I love it here. Yeah. I mean, I was down the road for a couple years and stuff. It, it's just such a nice area. It's peaceful. Yeah. It's small. I mean, during the fall and stuff, you get all the leaf peepers and stuff that come up, and nice. the trees up here are just gorgeous. Like, you know, Newtown's kind of like the same sort of way. 
Yeah, I, it was, it's cool driving through and seeing the farms because I, yeah. li- I live next to a farm. So And, and my, my um, family had a farm way before I was born, a dairy farm. So seeing farms, it was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I was kind of raised on a farm, too. Oh, too? So like, oh, tell me about that. Definitely. Oh, my God. Definitely tell me. That's what the podcast is all about. I love learning this stuff. Uh, my mom had, like, a horse, and then I ended up bringing a bunch of goats home and stuff, chickens, ducks. Nice. Like, all sorts of animals. That's awesome. Yeah, she, yeah I've seen She you. probably hates me for it, honestly. <laughs> but... I saw you did a photo shoot with some pigs and some some cattle and stuff like that. Yeah, my, yeah. my buddy Ryan and Allie, um, they own Radical Roots over on the other side of Connecticut, which is just straight up farmland out there. And they're basically bringing in like a bunch of rare breeds, or not rare, but more heritage style breeds. And um, yeah, they've been they've been doing great. That's awesome. Talk to me about uh, sort of where at the corner gets, um, you know, their, their produce from, their meats, you know, and, and how important is it to have, you know, fresh produce and fresh meat? <laughs> it's the most important thing. Um, we try to buy local as much as possible. So we'll use certain local cheeses, like we're using Arethusa, Kato nice. Corner. The meats and stuff, we use Glitchfield Locker. We'll try to, you know, get local beef as much as possible for all of our burgers. You know, it's cooking. It's, in its entirety, it's about supporting like your local community, um, your local economy, and the farmers are the start of that, I believe. So we try to give back to them as much as possible. Now, there's a list of farms I can start naming off. Twin Pines, we used a bunch of vegetables from them this year. Uh, there's been a bunch. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, farms are, are super important. I mean, ton ton of really great ones over by me that uh, people like to utilize and everything like that. And, um, you know, do you have... Yeah, I know. I know you said there's a favorite um, style you like to make, but do you have a favorite dish that you like to make, or is it sort of just the same as with with pastry? It's just a, you know, you just love doing it all, and at the end of the day, it's just <laughs> it's just yeah. work. It's just <laughs> no, I just love doing it all. I'll okay. go through my like phases during the seasons and stuff. Like this time of year, I'll go more towards like I don't know, probably all your braised short ribs and stuff, like your winter dishes. Like I just like cooking that more this this time this time of year. Summertime's mainly fish and stuff like that. So, you know, spring is always duck, a lot of duck. Nice. Yeah, it's all phases. Yeah, right, right? Seasons, yeah. The seasonal. I love seasonal menus, too. I mean, mixing it up all the time, I I love that. It's like a a favorite. I like to go to places like that. And uh, Yeah, we try to do it between, like, four and six times a year, probably. Nice. I'm actually starting to get bored with this new menu, so we're probably going to change it up pretty soon. (laughs) You know, I want to ask you about a dish that you made that uh, literally almost made me faint and have a heart attack and die. <laughs> and it was the, the, the buffalo chicken mac and cheese that you did? Oh, with my the, God. Oh, yeah. oh. Is that something that is always? Oh. Yeah, we always have that. Oh, okay. Our mac and cheese stays on the, me- on the menu year-round. Our noodle bowls stay on the menu year-round. Well, it's good. that is good to know because I know what I'm going to have before I leave here uh, this afternoon. So that's good. But, awesome, um, dude. But, but that's... I mean, man, I saw that picture, and I'm like, that's how you do mac and cheese. Like, yeah. that is how you do it. And we use Jasper Hill for all of the cheese. They're out of Vermont. They're, you know. Oh, my gosh. Their product is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's just mind-blowing. I'm going to have to um, post the photo when I post this episode so people can, can see what we're talking about. You know, so I know uh, the other day I was talking to you about how um, those guys, the wing addicts, are doing that wing challenge. And yes. I would love if you would we would join me and, and, do, and do that. But... What do you, what's your, so I, I know you, you dig those guys and what they're doing. What's, they're cool guys. Yeah, they wh- came in, I think, over the fall or like late summer or something. And we <laughs> sat down and kind of joked around for a little bit. I mean, I really respect what they're doing. Yeah. 
right? They're just trying to they're just trying to help they're, out, you know. Yeah, they're Spread literally the just trying to help out by yeah. eating wings. By like, eating that's, wings. <laughs> like that's what everything should be about. Is yeah, right? Like, isn't that awesome? Just like eat wings and 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 support local. I mean, I, does it? Does I wish it, life was that simple. Honestly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? If you could just wake up and eat wings every day, and your problems <laughs> just go away, and then yeah. you know, everything's fine, be and, perfect, and you just you know money just falls out of the sky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, Chef Carlos, a few more things before we go, and thank you so much for for giving me some of your time. I mean, you guys are, are slamming, so I appreciate it. And, um, you know, one of those things is when, you know, you're done here or you ever get a second of free time, which I'm <laughs> sure is extremely, yeah. extremely rare because I know how it is um, with, with, with chefs and folks in the restaurant industry. I mean, it's a lot of hours, and we appreciate you for it. And, um, and that is, you know, what do you like to do in your free time? And what other restaurants, if you're willing to, to say, do you like to go to in your free time? I'll go anywhere, honestly. Okay. Um, <laughs> honestly, man, I couldn't even tell you. I don't really have much free time. Gotcha. No, I, I figured. I figured. I mean, I take a, I pretty much take a day off a week. But even that, like, I'm so consumed with so much other stuff right now, like, in the industry, that's like... I gotcha. I literally, I live this. That's I gotcha. what it is. I literally live this industry. I but, see it. And that's why I'm, a, that's why I'm such a, a fan and a supporter, because I see how much work you put into it. I and, appreciate it, and it's And it's inspiring to me. And, you know, one of the reasons I started this podcast was because I, I really like talking to inspiring individuals who work really hard at their craft because I feel like, you know, if more people did that and we had more of that, po- you know, more of that, that positivity pos- yeah, and that it would influence. Be, yeah. yeah, it would be great. And, um, you know, one other thing is that people like to go to certain restaurants. You know, let's say someone has three restaurants. They're, it's their favorite. They've been going there for years and years and years. And you go there and you have a great meal and you come home and you're like, you know, that was great. Wow, that was awesome. Or you post it on social media. But, you know, there's someone who owns that and they have a story or the chef and they have a story to tell and they have a background. And I think it's cool to dive in and learn about your favorite place. Yeah. And so like, yeah, so it's awesome to sit and chat with you. And um, so one thing that I like to ask my guests before they leave me, and uh, it's something that's changed a lot. Is I know how, you know, here in the state of Connecticut, we have the best pizza, according to multiple sources. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, so when you are in around New Haven, if you, if you are, or the last time you were, what is there a place that in there in New Haven that you, you like to get pizza? And is there just a, a place off the top of your head where if you're craving pizza, that's the place you go? Either Sally's or Modern. Gotcha. Sally's or Modern. I think probably Sally's, though. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> Chef Carlos Perez. He, he digs Sally's. And you know what? Sally's hasn't been too popular. It's been Frank Pepe's. But, but you know what? Yeah, Frank Pepe's kind of blew up. Yeah, right? With all the locations and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? It's crazy. But, um, but yeah, I agree. I agree. Sally's is great. And uh, um, what was it? Uh, Bar- no, no, I'm not Bar- trying Sol- to create any enemies on this show. People oh. are so passionate about that. Oh, no, no. Right? You know, it was Barstool, though, that, that he was down there not he, long ago. Yes, yes. And, you know, and everything, real quick before we end, you know, everything that he's doing to help save restaurants with the, with the fund, you know, what's your thoughts on that? It's fantastic. Yeah. Anything that anybody can do right now. Uh, Guy Fieri, too. I mean, he's been doing a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's literally, it's a dying industry. And that's what I was kind of talking about before. Like, when I go out to eat, I, I won't necessarily go to my buddy's restaurant or somewhere else. I'll probably, you know, try a new place every time I go out just because I like, you know, experiencing different things. But just in terms of, like, saving restaurants in general, it's not about, like, me trying to convince you to come here or me trying to convince you to go there. It's about just saving the industry together because it's not going to matter if, 
you know, if we're doing good and then the 10 restaurants down the road close because that's going to be a lot of unemployed people. And right now we're just trying to keep people in this industry because I think people are kind of jumping from it left and right. And it's sad. As somebody that kind of grew up cooking and stuff and so passionate about, you know, working in this industry and keeping it alive and keeping it not so corporate, it's sad to see, you know, a bunch of young kids that are just losing their jobs and then going to work retail or going to do something just because they want some sort of foundation or security. Right. No, I totally agree. And, you know, before we wrap up, where can everyone find you? Um, where can people find uh, at the corner on, on, you know, social media? And, um, you know, what is one final thing you'd like to say before we, we uh, sign off? On Instagram, you can find me at Chef Carlos Perez, P-E-R-E-Z. Uh, at the corner, the page is at A-T-H-E and corner. And yeah, I I appreciate you coming out here. I appreciate being able to actually to talk to you in person. I know, of, right? It's nice, right? Instead these, of Zoom. Yeah, instead of Zoom <laughs> and like all these Skype calls and stuff. Yeah, right. It's been a freaking, it's been nuts, nuts year. Well, listen, the pleasure's all mine. Absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, thank you for welcoming me here. Uh, it's, it's good to be back and um, it's good to see you. And I'm glad you're doing well. And I'm glad At The Corner's doing well. And, you know, listen, everyone come down here at The Corner. Um, you know, and, and dig what Chef Carlos Perez and, and everyone here is doing. And uh, listen, thank you so much for your time. Be well. Thank and, uh, you, man. Let's talk soon, all right? Take care. Sounds good. Huge thanks once again to my guest on the podcast today, Chef Carlos Perez. Thank you so much, Chef, for having me by. It's so awesome to see the great things you are doing. You are a true inspiration and a positive light for myself and all the other young chefs out there who are looking to pave their way. Yet again, just like that, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate your feedback. As a reminder, you can play the podcast with the help of your smart speaker by simply saying, play the podcast Sweeten Up with Jeff Spencer. Thank you as always to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible, post-production and music, Morgan Lutzi, art director, Kurt Vinci, editor and writer, Nick Pastacreta, and huge thanks to Devin Sapelli. Next week on the podcast, I will be joined by the great and powerful Eric Offgang. Eric Offgang is an award-winning writer, musician, and magician whose work has appeared in dozens of magazines and newspapers throughout the country, including the Associated Press, the Hartford Current, and Connecticut Magazine, where he was a senior writer. He's so far written three books, but his debut book, Buzzed, Beers, Booze, and Coffee Brews, Where to Enjoy the Best Craft Beverages in New England, was released in 2016. He teaches writing and journalism at Western Connecticut State University's MFA writing program and at Mercy College. When he's not writing, he can be found playing bass with the Celtic Roots band, Mactala Moore. But until then, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy. Love you all. Peace.